Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Here we are. It's episode 13, and we are working through the pastoral priorities today, talking about pastoral priority number two. I'm answering the question, what does a pastor do? What does a pastor do? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. I ask that you would help me as I'm talking about this pastoral priority and just give me wisdom and insight as I work through this. And I trust God that you're going to help. And I ask for all these guys out here who are listening that you would help them as they shepherd their own family, as they manage their own household well. Just help in that. Give them give them grace uh, and just lead them. That's what they need. That's what I need. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, pastoral priorities. What does a pastor do? If being called into the ministry, if being an elder is called a noble task by God himself, and if there are prerequisites to being an elder, then it would seem seem like that the prerequisite requirements of being an elder and the prerequisite responsibilities are of greater nobility. And what I'm talking about today, it just simply is noble, and it's managing your own household or shepherding your own family. So pastoral priority number one is the man and his God, your life with God as a pastor. Pastoral priority number two is managing your own household well or shepherding your family. Now, I've talked about this before in the callings of a pastor, the five callings of a pastor. So if you go back to the uh, pastoral calling number two, you can listen to some of that. Today, I'm going to talk about some things that are more specific about managing your own household. We get it right from 1 Timothy chapter 3, starting verse 2. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. So what does it mean to manage your own household well? Well, here are a few thoughts. Home life is the best indicator of how you are shepherding how you are doing as a pastor. It's not first looking to the church and asking, okay, how's he doing? How's this pastor doing in the church with everything that he has to do and all he's responsible for in the church? The barometer of pastoral health is the home. That's the place to look. And that's the place to consider in your own heart, how am I pastoring? How am I doing as a pastor? The first question that you need to answer is, well, how are you doing at home? Home life is a pastoral priority before church life. Home management is of greater nobility than church management or organizational management. So the question needs to be, how am I doing at home? So when you think about this word ambition, uh, ambition is a really interesting word. And for yourself, you've got to ask a question for for you. where, Where is my ambition given? Where does the best of me go? And what I want to challenge you with is to give the best of yourself to your family, to the home. Ambition, in other words, starts at home. So don't give your all your ambition away to the church. Give yourself uh, to creating an awesome home environment more than an awesome church environment. Uh, home is not where we start, you know, stop working or just go to relax. Home is where we do what I think is three primary things: we play, we work, and we relax. And if we only see home life as a retreat, really we'll paint a pretty terrible picture for our family, for our kids, for our wife. Uh, If you don't have a wife and children and you're in pastoral ministry or, or, you know, feeling called into ministry and looking to go that direction and you don't have a family yet, well, 
I think there are some things to consider as well. I'll visit that again at the end of this podcast, like I have in other times. But uh, so hold it, hold in there. You know, hold on, hang in there, listen. This stuff still is applicable to you, I believe, as you prepare to be married one day, uh, most likely, and then most likely have children one day. So if you only see your home as a retreat, your family will remember you relaxing more than playing and working, and that is definitely not a win. If all your children and all your wife know about you being at home as doing nothing, sitting on the couch, that is a major, major fail. Uh, Pastors often, just day in and day out, are planning for their churches, growth plans, discipleship plans, preaching schedules, event calendars, all the things that go into doing the work at church. But what about your plans for your family? Pastor, do you have plans for your family? Have you talked to your wife about that? Have you strategized about the home of how you're going to play, work, and relax? Let's consider play. Okay, let's just talk about play at home. Do you spend time considering how your family is going to make memories together? Well, I think we should if we don't. Do you consider how and when you're going to spend time with your children? What you're going to do, go, going fishing together, uh, playing outside together, building a tree house. If you have daughters, I just have boys, so I'm thinking through all the stuff that I'm, I'm doing with my sons and, and wanting to do. But I, I want to give you a challenge, pastors that are listening in. What if we could reorient our mind so we spend more time considering family health than church health? Do you know how your wife and your children are doing spiritually and just in life in general? What if we were able to reorient our mind to consider family health more often than church health? Now, let me just be honest here with you. That's what I want to try to always do. Uh, This is really, really hard for me. When I was growing up, um, and when I think about household management, my mind immediately drifts to my mother. I love both my mother and my father, and in so many ways I grew up in just a great home. But I grew up in a home where my mom planned everything. My mom planned everything that our family would do. Uh, my wife asked me one day, she said, honey, why don't you plan vacations or why don't you plan fun things for our family to do? And in my mind, I immediately went to my mother and I thought, well, that's the wife's job. That's your job, baby. What are you talking about? Well, my wife grew up in a family where her dad planned everything and did everything like that for the family. And so it took me years to figure out, wait a second, like, my home life is my responsibility. And my wife and I are in one flesh and we do these things together, but I can't just let her do this all herself. That's my job too. I have to plan for my family. I have to I have to think through and strategize how are we going to have fun and build memories. I'm I'm the one that needs to be planning vacations as well. That doesn't just need to be all my wife's responsibility. Pastors, take responsibility for creating a fun environment in your home. Have a family day. Show them how to play. Make sure when you're at home, you're not just checking out. And it's a huge, huge deal. So play, work. Let's talk about work. Let let me just talk about home maintenance for a second. Fixing things or even noticing things to be fixed are difficult for me. It doesn't come natural to me. I'm not a natural fix-it man, and I can just not see things that need to be done. My father-in-law, to bring him in the picture again, I love him so much, but he'll show up and he'll just see things to do. He'll start fixing stuff, and I'm immediately, you know, like fidgety and like, oh, oh crap, I didn't notice that. And I'm trying to fix stuff and like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. And, and uh, so it doesn't come natural to me. But as a man, 
And as a pastor, I have to take care of what God has given me. If I'm going to manage my own household well, it's not only my children, even though, and my family, keeping them submissive, which we'll see here in a second, but household management has to do with that stewardship over what God has given you and given you responsibility over. So I have to take care of what God's given me. So the stuff that God has entrusted me with, that's my responsibility. Hey, pastor, mow your yard every once in a while. You may pay to have your yard mowed, but every once in a while, mow your yard, or at least do some house maintenance. Don't let your kids see you pay for everything that needs to be fixed and everything that needs to be done, things that you could figure out or things that you could do. I mean, that, like you have gutters to be cleaned. Uh, you can power wash your house. Go rent a power washer at Ace Hardware. Power wash your house. Mow, weed eat your yard, get the oil changed in your car or your truck, your van, whatever you drive, and include your kids in the process. Let them see you working and invite them into that. Teach them how to do things as you're going. Teach them how to do stuff. There are so many kids that don't know how to do anything because their mom and dad haven't taught them anything. Dad, take responsibility to bring your kids along and show them and teach them how to work and how to work hard. Don't just check out at home. Work at home. So don't let your kids see you regularly sleeping in on your days off. Wake up, get up, train your children how to start the day well. Uh, we don't need a bunch of kids going around seeing their dads. Pastor, if you're sleeping in all the time, quit it. For real. Let them see you getting up and work hard. So if we live like this, our kids will take notice. Now, we talked about play. Now let's talk about relax. Show your kids how to, ra how to rest. Uh, all of us um, work as Christians in a place and from a place of rest because the work ultimately has been done. We don't see work the rest of the way the world sees work, both spiritual work and physical work. We see it differently. We're not working to justify ourselves or to give, it a, give us a sense of identity. Uh, work can give us great purpose, but not a place of identity because our identity is in Christ and the finished work of Christ on our behalf. But that has implications in how we live and work even at home. Take a day of rest. Build in your family life a family day where you take a day of the week and you do nothing but enjoy God and each other. Just go for a walk, read a book, watch some TV together, do a movie time where you make a pallet on the floor, get some popcorn, and you watch movie, watch movies or something, and read books together. Do something together, but take time to relax and rest and show your children how to do that. Now, if you're living like this, when we see keeping your children submissive, if you, they're seeing you play, work, and relax, they're going to trust you. They're going to submit to you. They're going to respect you. They may not be perfect children. They're going to be crazy because kids are crazy. I mean, kids are awesome, and my gosh, they're terrible. I mean, they're amazing, and I want to honor them, but man, they can be crazy sometimes as well. It's just life with children. If your kids are older, it's the same way. Uh, your, your children, it, being a parent, it's just hard. It's just hard. But from home, as you and your wife do this together, and as you are learning to be one flesh with your wife and growing with her, let your wife and your children see you playing, working, and relaxing at home. Now, if you don't have kids, if you're not married, all right, let me just ask you a few questions. Are you taking care of what God has given you? Okay? Is your stuff in order? Things like cleanliness matter. Is your apartment or is it your house? Is it a wreck? Is it a disaster? Well, are you stewarding the gifts God has given you or is, are things just chaos and out of order and a wreck? 
Things like taking care of your vehicle, that kind of stuff matters. It's not peripheral to the life of the pastor. Taking care of what God has given you is pastoral work. If you have a roommate, are you a good roommate or are you not a good roommate? Again, these things matter. If you can't be a good good roommate, how can you be a good pastor? If you can't take care of your vehicle and your apartment or your house, how in the world can you take care of God's people? These things matter. Now, let's finish with some, with some grace. In all of this, there's no condemnation for you. My goodness, Pastor, there are so many things that we've got from a home life and just thinking about ambition starting at home. These are things that I'm working on and growing in and I need grace for. If you're not doing well at this, or you could do better, well, join the club. That's all of us. Uh, we really desperately need Jesus in this. Well, let me hear you. Uh, let me. I want you to hear me say this. You are forgiven for your failures at home. You really are. You're forgiven for your failures at home. Praise God. So here's the deal. Move forward and do better without fear. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.